0: And today we are dishing about some of our favorite colder weather vegetarian and plant-based recipes and products. But first, Nicole, let's catch up. What's new?
1: Uh, Okay, Gina, you'll be proud to know that I'm on the Bachelorette wagon. Yes. Um, Yes. Officially, I'm all... Well, I I guess I was caught up to last night. Uh, It's Tuesday night here. Um, Yeah. So enjoying it so far. I see the the drama you're talking about.
0: So we'll, we'll see that unfold. Well, that's on... It's tonight, not last night. Wait, is today? Oh, it is so Tuesday? They I used it to be on, yeah. So they used to be on Monday nights, but now they're on Tuesdays. Oh, okay. Fascinating. Yeah. So okay, we can get tonight. off from this podcast and <laughs> go right upstairs and enjoy a good bachelorette. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
1: It's enjoyable so far. Um, And I'm sure, you know, it's really close to Halloween here uh, and COVID's going crazy, I think, everywhere. So I think we will... Likely be canceling our Cancun trip yet again, if not because Aww. of COVID, COVID uh, hurricanes. Yeah, it's just 2020. Um, just crazy. Um, and I got tested for COVID today. Oh, why? Um, because I have this like nagging sore throat thing. It's uh-huh. it's probably just like post nasal drip. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just so in my head about everything going on. Plus we have like two small, like Halloween thingies this weekend. And I just, mm-hmm. that's a bad choice to begin with. Nicole, you shouldn't do that. But mm-hmm. if I'm going to make that choice, like I want to know that I, I got to rule out my, my options, you know, my, my COVID yeah. here. So I'm trying to be responsible, um, <laughs> as responsible
0: <laughs> as an extreme extrovert can be, <laughs>
1: Is <laughs> however many months into a pandemic that we are. So
0: are you tired at all? I know that's a big, and and can you taste your food? Yes,
1: so I can definitely taste food. Um but I will say that's so the sore throat was one thing, but I also napped like 3 hours this weekend, which is so unlike me, but I also had a bloody mary at lunch on Saturday. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it could just be like I'm old and I can't handle, you know, day drinking very very which is probable. Uh but I guess for me that just didn't seem that is odd for me, I guess you could say. And I had no problem sleeping that night. So tired, yes. But, you know, just as I was coming up here to podcast, I'm like, it was so hard to come up to our bedroom when it was gorgeous outside the summer. You know what I mean? Like, you just want to soak it up. But it's pretty much equally as hard to do it when it's pitch black all the time and it's cold and rainy. And it was the craziest thing because I was, I was at work. I mean, we have a daily screening. I, you know, I passed, everything was fine. But it said, because you're a team member and you've had this symptom for two days now, it's recommend it, like you're basically eligible to get a test. And I was like, "Look, there's no reason I shouldn't." So I called the hotline, and he like there was a series of yes no answered all the questions, and he said, "Okay, somebody will be calling you within the next twenty four to forty eight hours." I'm like, "Uh, okay, a lot of good that, good that does me." Um, maybe because it wasn't, you know, I wasn't. Super symptomatic. Like, I, right. I guess at this stage, I'm not like really high risk for a positive. Mark's like, you know, it's going to be negative. I'm like, yeah. well, all these people are, you know, all the symptoms are just so different. And some people, you know, all these asymptomatic people. So, anyway, I leave work, get into my car. I work at this outpatient center because they told me I had to drive through. So, I go to the parking lot, get in my car, drive like a tenth of, like, not even. I mean, it would have taken me one minute to walk. Like, I could see it. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. And I get in the car and I go through. And it was the tickle the brainstem one. Oh, God. And I asked her, I didn't think it was that bad. I oh. was, after my mole removal experience that I said was so traumatizing. There goes my microphone. Um, I said it was so traumatizing. I got, I got into it. Um, it was nothing. It was nothing.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree. Honestly, for me, it was the day or two afterwards that was the worst. I, could, I felt, oh. I could still feel it prodding my brain. Like I, I could still <laughs> feel like where they touched it. <laughs> Would, Obviously, we know they don't—they don't touch our brains with this thing. But it's like a brain
1: tickle, though. It's not like a brain like jab. I mean, she whipped out the wand, and I was like, "All right, I got you. Like, I can do this." You know, <laughs> as soon as I asked, I was like, "Is this the brain tickle?" And she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Do I just leave? Do I
0: just... Just kidding. I don't need to know if I have COVID." But, I but did they it. do both nostrils? No, they did one. What? Oh, no wonder it was easy. They only did one. Yeah, That's odd. No, so they've been do they. I thought that it was required to do two. So they did two. They had to do both of our nostrils here in Ohio. I mean, that's what I thought was what everyone was doing. Uh, so that was was what made it so bad. So they did the one, and then you knew it was coming when they did the second <laughs> yeah. one. And they would give you like a five second. They're like, okay, we're going to give you fifteen seconds to. And you are like, no, just get it done. Yeah, like no, I don't even want to think about this anymore. Just do the other one. I just want to get it over with.
1: Oh, I feel like. Well- I was hoping to make it through the pandemic without ever having to get tested, and oh, then I was yeah. like, at this stage, I was like, "There's just so many questions," I, and I, I was just uncomfortable. So I felt, okay, just do it. And now I feel like I, I kind of earned my like 2020 stripes in some weird way.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> well, really, the, you're the, the real true way to earn those stripes is, is actually to get COVID. But the <laughs> test is is a, is a start. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm good. I'm good. So fingers crossed. We'll we'll see. Okay. Um, if I have COVID, I'm doing just fine. So what's see, what's I going on? I am such here? a worrywart.
0: I we were invited to a, a Buckeye uh, game party. They're paying, playing Penn State this weekend, mm-hmm. and I was all gung ho about it. And then you know our governor got on the TV today talking about how it's spreading like wildfire. Blah blah blah. Next step is starting to close things down again, and you better be careful going to those football watch parties. And I'm like. I'm not we're not going anymore. Like I not because of that. I mean I I was honestly hesitant before that, but I I just can't. I I, I would I don't it would take like 5 beers for me to feel comfortable <laughs> being there. And mm-hmm. and that's, you know, a good couple hours in. <laughs> right. So I can't I, I just can't. I can't. I'm do having it.
1: reservations.
0: I am for sure having yeah. reservations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not worth it. Then you get it and then we see my parents all the time. It's just not. It's just not worth it. My dad is definitely high risk. Anyway, so speaking of canceled trips, we did also cancel our trip to Disney, the one that we've been talking about for so long, <laughs> which I feel like I've been planning for years. <laughs> That's really sad, <laughs> so, Gina. I'm sorry. I know it's fine. You know, what? it's all for the best. It makes it actually makes so much more sense now. Like honestly, it it didn't make sense financially for us to go this year. We would have been fine, but I think it will make a lot more sense next year to go Mm -hmm. uh, for several reasons. First, finances. Second, the kids will be older and they'll appreciate it more. You know, they're three and six. Mm -hmm. Everyone I talk to, it just, if we're going to spend all that money, I would like for them to be a little bit older. Truthfully, I think it makes more sense. Four and seven. I mean, I know it's not that much of a difference, but I think it will make a significant difference. I think they'll appreciate it more. They'll enjoy it more. They'll get more out of it. I really, really do. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is you know, a lot of the um a lot a lot of the different uh I don't know, the, the different things they do at Disney, uh, the and uh, exhibitions, what am I talking about? Um I don't know, the different dinners and lunches oh. with the with the princesses, the sing along, the parade, all the different things they do at Disney. They're canceling them left and right. Yeah. And not that again, i I convinced myself it wasn't that big of a deal before, and I really didn't think it was. I mean, really, we're just there for the experience, for the rides, for just the just yeah the experience, really. We didn't need to do all that extra stuff, but it would be nice having the option, right? Different restaurants are closed down. I want to be able to have a good food experience. I'm a foodie. And then lastly, um, I not having to wear masks would be nice. So maybe if we go <laughs> in twenty twenty two there won't be a mask mandate. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's just a minor complaint but that would be nice especially in Florida also next year we'll be able to go in February so this year we weren't able to go in February which is when I really wanted to go uh so next year 2022 we'll actually be able to reschedule it and go in February when we originally wanted to go so all good all good we're gonna plan a couple other trips go to Hilton Head and uh, do some other things instead okay camping trip Woo. <sighs> All right. So everyone, I'm excited. I'm asking if we, okay, so you had your, your horrifying camping experience that you talked about on the podcast, right? Well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, basically we're like, you, you went back to your house the next day and you just (laughs) never loved your bed so much. I had that same experience. So we slept in a tent. Okay. We legit slept in a tent. It probably got down to 30 degrees at night. Am I even kidding? I had two small children. We did not bring enough clothes for them to wear. I felt like a terrible mother, but They were fine. Literally, I was, I ended up, ended up being sandwiched in between them. I was their, um, their heat source. Basically (sighs) they just like latched on to me for heat. We had tons of really comfy, um, blankets and a sleeping bag, multiple sleeping bags. So all was fine. But, you know, so we get there, first of all, I'm camping with a three and a six year old. So that was, you know, not, not the best. We didn't, I don't know. (laughs) There wasn't much we could do. It was kind of rainy, we did some miniature golf. There was a swing set, a playground. That was fun. There weren't any kids there or anything. So that was kind of a bummer. When I used to go camping as a child, there were always kids around. Anyway, so we get there. It's We end up you know, spending the day there, having a good time, roasting marshmallows, making hot dogs. We go back into the tent and we start watching the Polar Express. We did bring our, our uh, not DVD player. We brought our iPad so we could watch a movie, whatever. A little bit more glampy-ish, if you know what I mean. But of course, we had to do that. So I realized pretty, pretty fast as we're getting ready for bed, crap, I forgot Cameron's pull ups So he does still wear a pull-up oh, at night. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, every once in a while, he does wake up dry. Maybe this will be one of those nights. Well, of course, the whole night, all I could think about was, is he going to pee his pants? On and you. So on me, and then the whole tent's going to smell, And then and then he'll wake up because he hates being wet. Hates it. Um, and then he'll be freezing. So I'll, I'll have to strip him down anyway. So the whole night, like every 10 minutes I find myself like feeling his crotch to see if he peed. <laughs> he's probably like, mom, what are you doing? Anyway, he, of course, finally he peed all over himself. So I have to get oh, him no. up, change his clothes. He's freaking out cause he's so cold. And so I'm still thinking about it. Like the, it's still not, the, the night's not over. The night is still young and he's already peed. <laughs> what once. time was this? This was at like one o'clock. Okay. Yeah, like right smack dab in the middle of the night, right? So then I go back to bed, and I set my alarm for four to wake him up and see if he has to pee again, so I don't have to think about it. I notice I'm a little wet. What do you know? Out of the thirty-one days in October, Aunt Flo decided to show up uh, on the night we're in a tent. Oh no! I love how you just called it Aunt Flo, <laughs> <laughs> and i i would, and then that, what I wasn't prepared like, i don't i don't i I had to strip down, of course, I'm like waking up and'm like moving everyone's like, what the heck's going on? I'm looking through my I had to see if I had a pad or anything. I'm like, oh my oh gosh, my what? gosh, and it got all over i I just bought some new pants um from that that place you, she you came recommended with a vengeance, on. huh yeah, oh yeah, it wasn't pretty <laughs> um all over all over my new pants from that place that oh uh yoga what is it what is it called yoga b oh, yeah, x yoga yeah c r z yeah yoga yoga thank you yeah (laughs) i was so close not um yeah all over those new pants and uh yeah well that was uh, that was interesting they were please are you kidding no they weren't black they were like pink light pink (laughs) (laughs) with a dash of red in the crotch oh Uh, thankfully nick (laughs) did actually did get that stain out he's a miracle worker and then Um, lastly you know to end our our uh, lovely uh trip you know in the morning while we're starting to slowly come out of the tent and kind of wake up and get our coffee. It does start to pour and we had to get out. We had to leave. Um, We weren't staying and we knew it wasn't going to stop raining. So we had to end up packing up in the rain. We had to roll up this giant tent that was soaking wet.
1: It was so big, Gina.
0: I know it was, it was huge. Roll it up, soaking wet, get it into my car. My car was a mess. We had to get back home and re-erect it. So it could dry and uh-huh. then bring it down again, like four hours. Later. It was, it was a mess. Now, granted, Nick did most of the work. I shouldn't be complaining. Literally he did. I, 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 I barely helped. But lastly, <laughs> so this, this catch up I mean, is going way bleeding. too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was all crampy, you know, feel bad for me. <laughs> so anyway, before the camping trip, Nicole. Okay. So that Thursday evening, afternoon, I got home from work. I go upstairs and then like an hour later, I come back downstairs. The kids aren't home yet. And I see this thing flying in our house in our living room. And I'm like, oh, shit. What is that? It's like, it like a huge wasp. And I'm like, of course, I'm freaking out. And I kind of run into the kitchen and wait for the, the thing to land. I get the fly swatter. I'm waiting for it to land. Meanwhile, I see another one fly out of our fireplace. It's a bat. A bat? What was it? <laughs> No, it wasn't a bat. It was literally like a wasp.
1: Oh. <gasps> I think I would know a difference between a wasp and a bat. I don't bat. know. Bats are not as big as I thought they were.
0: You are right. They are relatively small. Okay. But that looks like that's like more like a bird. Like if you see a bird, <laughs> you might think bats are huge, but they're really the size of like a, a little bird, really. Um, <laughs> it was not a bat. So okay. it, it was It a, was legit a wasp, okay? okay. <laughs> but a huge one, like a hornet, okay? It was a hornet. It was not a. <laughs> was it a killer hornet? It was not a killer. Well, I, I don't know. I've heard they have not made it to Ohio yet, <laughs> but I was terrified. Oh. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they're coming out of our fireplace!" So I, of course, run outside, go grab my neighbor, who's this you know burly man across the street, because Nick wasn't home. I'm like, you have to go in there and help me. Or do he's like, "Well, if I get sing- sung by one of those, I'll die." I'm like, "Okay, great. I don't know if he's making that up, but." So I, I left my phone inside. I didn't have my phone with me. So I'm like texting Nick through my wash, talking to my wrist. I'm like, don't, don't come, ho- or come home quick. Don't let the kids go inside. We need to call someone. There's hornets in our house. Meanwhile, I look at our front living room window. There's five of them on the window. Wow. So they're like coming into our house, okay? Like, all of a sudden, they had started migrating into our house. Hornets. Wouldn't you be terrified? You're not making the reaction I thought you would. No, Uh, I. uh, Yeah, it's.
1: I think a bat would be worse. I don't know. So, what'd you do? Of course, a bat would be worse. But
0: hornets. I'm still. Yeah, no, I don't want hornets in my house. But you were leaving, right? Okay. Well, no, this was before we left on Saturday. Okay, so (sighs) I had to. I wasn't gonna. I was. I had to get someone out there fast because who knows how? I look up and I see on our on our chimney there's a hornet's nest and there's like. Tons of hornets swarming around. I'm like, okay, those are gonna end up in our house if I don't call someone. I would right like block now.
1: The the fireplace. Like block the
0: Okay, I wasn't even gonna go in there. So Nick actually did end up going in there. He's like, well, the flu's closed and I don't know how they're getting in. I'm like, okay, great. So I finally got a hold of someone. This was considered an emergency service because it was pretty late on Friday. Five hundred dollars later, someone came out. Oh my. And they did actually end up finding a slit on our fireplace where they were getting in. So he jankily, that's not a word. <laughs> 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 he, he jankily put a piece of red tape on this, like, slit that ended up falling down. We, we let, I, I couldn't sleep at that house. Like, I didn't know how many hornets were in there. He killed the ones that he could see, but who knows how many more were in here? I had no idea. I wasn't gonna <laughs> sleep here. There's no way. So you did it? And we didn't sleep here. We slept at my dad's house that night, came back, Nick found one more. Um, they they actually put pesticides on the nest and killed the nest. But he's like, well, some might have slow gotten in. Well, yeah, they did. Because your your tape that you put up there actually ended up falling <laughs> down Over a $500 tape, let's be clear. Yeah, exactly. It was actually $400 for the tape, $100 for the pesticide that he put on. He, he oh. made that very clear. So <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. So anyway, but I didn't even care. I would have paid, paid a grand. I, didn't, I wanted them out of my house. So anyway, the next morning, Nick finds one, kills it. And the next day, I'm like, okay. I'm like looking everywhere. I'm still on high alert. I find another one alive and well in the house. Kill it. Freaking out still. Next day, find another one. Can you imagine this, Nicole? How
1: like how big are we talking?
0: Big. Big. They're big. <laughs> they're like, okay. Imagine a cicada. Ooh. They're like that, but not quite as thick. Not so They're juicy. that long.
1: <gasps> yeah. And I mean, you got, can't you have can the
0: see. kids around, right? I mean- Right. And you can see their stingers coming out of their butt. I'm not even can you can see it. They're so big. And a hornet's one of those things where it won't just sting you and it dies. It'll repeatedly sting you. Great. So anyway, I'm still on high alert. I feel like they're still uh, in here. Okay. So when's the last time you saw one? It's been a couple days. And the guy did say, because I've been texting him. I'm I'm like, I'm getting my $500 worth. He gave (laughs) me a cell phone number. (laughs) I'm like, like, you'll be sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know.
1: He's, $500 so. tape. I'll give you $500
0: tape. <laughs> and it's so mad. It, it, fell, it fell that night. And there were still more getting in. I'm like, how could you even? Anyway, so it's been two days. He said that most likely if we haven't seen them in two days, then they're all gone because they would be flying towards the window trying to get out. They'd be they'd be active. Um, unless they were dying, unless they, because if they had received some of the pesticide and then fallen into the, the oh, fireplace God. and then, you know, gotten through his jankily added, you know, <laughs> d- added to our oh. fireplace tape. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's way too long of a catch up. Let's get into our topic. Wait, I All do have good. one
1: serious question. Okay. Would you go camping
0: again? Mm, absolutely. But we will wait until they're a little bit older, as in, like, <laughs> probably next year. Like, probably next year is good. And and, I'm, okay. and and also because it's winter. I mean, right? That makes sense. Also, I would go in September because it was too cold. I did not enjoy the, um, I, we weren't, of course, if we would have been dressed better, like, Nick was fine. He had his hat on. He had his long johns. He had, like, pants underneath his pants. We just were not prepared. Uh. That I g I don't know why. We were we were dumb. I put a hat on Cameron too. I'm like, well, if you have a hat on, that'll make you feel better. But he kept taking it off. I should have just let him sleep in his pee. Would have kept him warm, right? Isn't that what they do? For a while at least. Yeah. And, oh,
1: gosh, oh man. Boy, okay. Too funny. You're a trooper. You've you've yeah. had one heck of a week. I, I think it's only been a week since we podcasted, but
0: I know, I know. It's been a so busy one for you. Down.
1: It's, oh, yes, yes, I'm so glad you can only tell get Gina. better. I mean survived <laughs> camping
0: survived hornets. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Barely. All right. All right. to To our listeners, before we begin, just a quick favor to ask if you like this lovely podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So we'd appreciate it so very much. All right. So now moving on to our topic. Did you know that October 1st was World Vegetarian Day? I didn't know this until last year. And actually November 1st, was World Vegan Day. So funny how that works. October 1, Vegetarian Day, November 1st, World Vegan Day. We thought it would be appropriate to share some of our favorite vegetarian and vegan slash plant based colder weather recipes and products with you today. Over our past 70 plus episodes, you've heard us talk about potential benefits of eating more plant based. And even recently heard about a more plant-based diet protecting you from breast cancer. And yes, soy is included in that list of safe and protective foods. So get your recipe binders out if you actually use those. I know I do. And Mm -hmm. start taking notes. I'm such a nerd. Um, We're going to get you ready for fall and winter plant-forward eating. All right. So discussion. Here we go, Nicole. How often, I know you talked about this in the past, but remind Mm -hmm. us, how often do you personally, or I guess you and your family go, so you personally, and then you, as as far as your dinner and what you make for your family, go meatless? Uh,
1: are we talking main dishes, like lunch, dinner, dinner specifically, no. or like all meals?
0: I would say all meals. So I kind of answered this as like how often I go meatless at dinner with my family, because that's usually when we're eating all together. Mm-hmm. And then how often I go meatless and other meals when I'm not with my family, because there is a difference.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would say the majority of breakfasts, all but maybe one a week are meatless. Mm -hmm. Um, Lunches, I would say align with dinner. So usually one meal per week, I will keep vegetarian. So whether that's tofu, we'll kind of get into that. But I would say if if I cook four nights a week, one of those meals is meatless. And then I will eat that two to three times during the week. So probably 25% of my lunch or dinner meals end up vegetarian.
0: Okay. So you're someone like me where you will cook something in a larger batch and then eat that for several days, oh, heck, yeah. I mean, yeah, I me eat too.
1: leftovers for lunch nearly every day. So if I yeah. have a meatless, and I will say that I probably prefer the meatless meals, and my kids don't really eat leftovers. They're not really good about leftovers um unless it's something they really, really like. So I would say it's very possible I will eat some a meal that I make for for four separate meals. And I also let leftovers go full week mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, I do the same thing. Maybe not a full week, like four or five days.
1: Yeah, I'm a full like seven. Maybe not on like fish, but yeah. Full seven.
0: Yeah, fish. Especially if they're meatless. I mean, if they're meatless, I feel like a week is safe for sure. Sure. I agree. I agree. What about you? So yeah, so I would say for me personally. Poultry and fish are really my go-to sources of protein besides, you know, Greek yogurt and nuts, which can't necessarily be part of a a main meal. So generally I do eat just a lot of poultry and fish for my protein, but I do love beans uh, a lot. Like I crave beans, but unfortunately my body does not. And you know, everyone says to me like, well, if you eat more beans, won't your body get used to it? Well, that's not how it works. Uh, Someone with IBS, they're just People like me are sensitive to, you know, those FODMAPs that are found in beans. Really, everyone is sensitive to beans, but people with IBS are even more so sensitive. And I've recently found out that even my daughter is very sensitive to beans. Oh, my gosh. And we all, we, our whole family, we love, love, love beans. But it's like we cannot take enough beano to combat the um, ensuing gas that happens with beans. So if I could eat beans every day, I would. But I, I don't want to do that to my family. And I don't have the money to keep up with my uh, beano supply. Also, I'm totally going off on a tangent, but I do love beans. Speaking of beans, tofu and tempeh, I also love those. But And I could eat them every day too. And so could Nick and the kids generally. But again, since they're a legume, I just can't eat them all the time. So I would say long story short, I don't go meatless very often. I probably go meatless one or two meals per week. That being said, when I do eat meals with me, I don't use it as my main part of my meal. It's usually a smaller portion of my meal, almost like an in a, just a small addition to my meal. You so I it do it to make my, and I love exactly. that example. Yeah. Yeah, so I try to make my meal very plant-based, you know, with whole grains, lots of colors, fruits, vegetables. And then I, yeah, add more like a garnish most of the time, my my chicken, fish, meat, whatever it is. Sometimes I, I do more than that. I mean, obviously, but generally it's just a small amount. Uh, I also tend to go meatless more for lunch because although I did just say that my kids and family generally eat tofu and tempeh, that's actually not 100% true. I've been trying to convince them to eat it more often, but I think that Nick's dislike of tofu and tempeh has kind of seeped into the brains of my children <laughs> Which is really unfortunate because uh, I do make it, but no one tends to eat it. Depending depending on what I make, so and I, I think try- I'm Nick as being such a good roll with the punches kind of guy when
1: it comes to food. It's so interesting to me that he doesn't like those foods.
0: Well, he says that it causes him a, a stomach ache, and hmm. it's funny because he has like a belly of or a stomach of steel. I feel like, and I'm not talking about his abs. I'm talking about like he can eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he he claims he that tofu and tempeh give him an upset stomach i cannot disagree with that because i mean as me too uh, but i still manage to eat it it's funny I, I feel like lately tofu and tempeh haven't given me the same side effects as they used to um, but beans forever will it's just mm-hmm. so odd how that works but anyway, I do go meatless for lunch more often than dinner because I have the ability to eat tofu and tempeh and not worry about what are my kids going to eat or what's my husband going to eat? So yeah. All right. So of your family members, Nicole, who prefers meat?
1: For sure, Mark. Uh, I would say both the girls are decent meat eaters. I, I know on the last episode we talked about, you know, doing a hemoglobin test at the pediatrician. Their hemoglobin has always been fine, even at the upper end of the the like normal range. So I would, I would say they, that is attributable to their kind of good intake of meat. Uh, but I will say we have a strong preference for seafood, um, just as a whole, like as a family. And then my kids love rotisserie chicken and also ground beef. Like they are, they want normal tacos. Like, you know, they don't want chicken tacos or shrimp.
0: They want ground beef tacos. Oh, sure. My kids are the exact same way. Although I have <laughs> been doing the impossible burger ground beef tacos and they have no idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So what about you guys? Uh,
0: yeah, we are definitely all, I think on the same page as far as preferring meat. We, we all prefer meat. I, even my kids. Um, I mean, and, and when I ask this question, prefer meat over a veggie product. So I'm not mm-hmm. talking about beef necessarily. I think people always often think think of beef when I say meat or people say meat, but I'm talking animal protein. So like what you just said, yeah, chicken, beef, seafood. So I think generally, like I kind of said in the previous answer, all of us prefer meat over things like beans, tofu, tempeh, or meat alternatives. Um, if we had a choice, we'd probably choose meat. Actually, Nick always says that he could easily give up, you know, animal proteins and be a vegetarian. Uh, he he literally could eat, he always says, whenever I make beans or anything with beans, he said, I can eat this all day, every day. Um, I think that he would just live off of beans, though, and Impossible Burgers. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but he just doesn't like anything else vegetarian. Like I said, like he won't even eat lentils. He won't eat lentils. He won't mm. eat chickpeas. Literally, black beans and refried beans are his two like bean choices that he'll eat, and and that's really about it.
1: That's so interesting. So, I, mean, I would say I'm like the exact opposite. Like I love really? beans, but yeah. to me, I would like as a garnish is
0: best. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Or we will like, use them as like a dip. You know, if you go get Mexican oh, yeah. food, there might be like a little dollop of the refried beans on your plate. Like I'll I'll take like a chip and enjoy
0: a little bit, but. I love beans. I could just, mm. and and actually beans were what I craved when I was pregnant with both my kids. I would, I can remember, I would just go out and buy like Cans of black beans, especially the seasoned ones, and just go to town. <laughs> so bizarre Love to beans. me. That's and good. I think when I was pregnant, like my, my bowels and my GI system was a little bit, it was different. Like things didn't cause me the same. Um, I didn't have the same side effects from things like beans as I do, as I do now not pregnant. So I think maybe that's another reason why I craved it. I was like, oh, I can enjoy these and have no repercussions at all. So what are their, your, let's get into the, the recipes now and the ideas for listeners. So what are mm-hmm. top your top three to four fall slash winter or cold weather meatless entrees?
1: Okay. Number one would be a vegan jambalaya that actually is very heavy on the beans, uh, and it was a recommendation from my sister in law and her wife. And it it's just really, 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 really good. So um I think I, it was actually my mom went at some point. Uh recently, actually it was a mark pick out of I think it was like men's journal. Uh Brussels sprout and walnut pizza. That sounds so weird, but I would totally it eat was it. so good. And it had a drizzle of honey to finish it off. Oh Ugh,
0: so good. Honey. That's unique. You would think, you know, like balsamic. It's always balsamic. It's Um, always balsamic. Yeah. Like a reduction. Definitely worth. And
1: I know you'll probably reiterate this, Gina, but all the the links to these recipes in the show notes, if we've got them, like if there's a recipe to tell of. Uh, Okay. Number three, sweet potato fajitas. This recipe blew up on my blog. And this was actually another one for my sister-in-law. So simple but in place of chicken or beef or shrimp, you use sweet potatoes with your bell peppers and onions. The spice mix on this, bomb. So bomb. And the colors, oh my gosh. I, I did like corn and avocado. and It's just gorgeous. I mean, we talk about like eating the rainbow. The picture I posted on Instagram, it was the number one most liked picture on my entire Instagram. I'm like, sweet potato fajitas. Oh, wow. Okay. um, Not that that's bad or wrong, but they're just gorgeous. So if you're looking for, you know, we eat with our eyes. I would just encourage people to maybe start with that one. So let know. me ask
0: you if, if you ate that for dinner, like where would you be getting your protein from?
1: So I served it with like beans and cheese as well, like cojita cheese. Um, but yeah, there's not a ton of protein in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always look for vegetarian meals that have a good protein source. I would, if I made those, I'd probably add like black beans or something like that or lentils.
1: I'm try- I believe be okay? I
0: did oh yeah totally <laughs> yeah
1: dietitian approved Gina uh- <laughs> dietitian <laughs> to dietitian approved uh, I think I did add beans I'm trying to remember pretty sure I did but also yeah like I said some cheese avocado so at least you're getting some fat in there as well I can do a little bit better with less and probably like a dollop of Greek yogurt to you know in place of sour cream so you can pick up a couple grams here or there to at least you know get I don't know 10 fifteen grams in that meal that at least is a little bit better than
0: yeah. you know zero, but or you know they had those beanito chips. Uh-huh. Have you ever tried those? I've heard of them. So oh, good. They do. They taste like dried crispy beans. You could maybe even make them instead of well, I guess fajitas are soft. You can make the fajita toppings and put it on those. Make it like more like a nacho, which is a meal. Wasn't that the argument we had way like two years oh, ago when yes. we first started this podcast? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> anyway, continue. You said they're basically their taco. But
1: the, I think the other option too is I, we. you can obviously eat them like a fajita, but you could also serve them like on a bed of quinoa and do like yeah. a fajita bowl type of thing. So you I can like get that. in some complete protein there. Just another idea. Um, okay. And the number four is a tofu walnut bolognese. And can't remember where I got this recipe, but it's basically... Crushed up walnuts, and then you kind of just take your tofu and crumble it between your fingers, and then you bake it with like a few herbs and some olive oil, and it creates this really unique um, texture that you just mix with like a tomato sauce. Well worth trying. Yum.
0: Mm-hmm. What about this. you? Those all sound delicious. All right, I'm looking at mine. I have way. I have. I think I have like five. Of course, I always do this. So I'll, I'll stick mm-hmm. with my top. Okay. <clears throat> I made the other day stuffed peppers in the slow cooker. Let me see if I can. They're so, so it's called slow cooked stuffed peppers. Four medium red peppers, a can of black beans, pepper jack cheese, salsa, onion, and then some spices and some long grain rice. They were so easy. You just mix the, the mixture in a bowl, stuff the um, the uh, red peppers with the mixture, throw them in the slow cooker, push start. Delicious. So good. Also, this is—I am a huge fan of African peanut stew, Uh, and my—that's something else. My kids, maybe I don't offer it to them enough, but again, Nick doesn't like soup or stew, and then his dislike kind of, you know, um, seeps into their mind. Oh, Dad doesn't like it, so I don't like it. But this is so good. It's called one pot African peanut stew. Uh, it's, it's got peanut butter in it. So that's kind of the thing that makes, I think Africans do unique is it's got Mm -hmm. peanut butter in it. This one also has collard greens, vegetable broth, uh, the ginger, which I love in everything, vegetable oil. So I guess not a huge, really the only good source of, um, of protein is the peanut butter, which is not saying much. Also sweet potato. So yeah, it's just so, so, so good. You can, you know, pair that with a big piece of hearty French bread, maybe make that a low protein uh, meal of the day <laughs> or maybe have a, I don't know, you could add some quinoa to it or just not that care that much, but it is so, so good. Uh, and then the other one I have, oh, this was Um, I talked about this a while ago, risotto with spring vegetables. I am obsessed with this recipe. It's a risotto recipe and it's so, so simple. And I always feel so gourmet and (laughs) talented when I make it, but instead of using spring vegetables, just use, you know, fall or winter vegetables. It pretty much says you can use any vegetables you want. Uh, so just prepare the vegetables separately and then make the risotto, mix the vegetables, add the cheese if you want. And it's just, oh, it's so delicious. And then I'm going to add two more, actually. So Mm -hmm. stuffed acorn squash that I think is on your, yeah, it's on your blog. It's stuffed acorn squash with sausage and apple. And I actually, instead of using regular sausage, I used veggie sausage. And then I also one time used the Impossible Burger, just ground up. I think it was better with the the veggie sausage because it had that sausage taste. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just really, really good. Uh, and then lastly, I made this recently. It's sweet and sour tempeh. I'm a huge fan of tempeh versus tofu. If I had to choose, I would always choose tempeh. I just Mm. like the texture better. And I think my family does too. I think tofu is usually no way. Tempeh is a maybe. So this sweet and sour tempeh, it's a slow cooker recipe. You cook up, you chop up the tempeh, throw in the slow cooker and then make the sweet and sour sauce. This is an example of a sauce that you could certainly make less sweet, like we were talking about in our sugar episode. It, it called for, I think, like a cup or something of sugar. It was a large amount. And as I was adding it, I was like, is this even necessary? But I, it was the first time I made it. So I was like, okay, I'll add it all. It didn't need that much sugar. It could have been cut in half, honestly, uh, but it was really good. I served over, um, you could serve it over quinoa, but I served it over brown rice very, very good. And, and it actually held for quite some time and was good as leftovers heated up as well. Okay. So again, yes, all those links will be in our show notes. What about your top three colder weather meatless sides, Nicole?
1: Okay. Um, so one is A little bit involved, but I would say it's a great one to consider for the holidays. But it's called Green Bean Casserole with Cauliflower Cream. And you have like homemade breadcrumbs almost on the like big, chunky, almost soft ish in the middle breadcrumbs, very unique. Um, but it's, it's like a gourmet twist on kind of the traditional green bean casserole. Um, and so instead of using like a cream based soup, it's going to use cauliflower. Um, another one would be a roasted cauliflower salad that has a, a creamy lemon dressing uh that was really 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 good. Uh black bean salad. So there you go, Gina, with roasted sweet potatoes and then it has pepitas in there, so a nice little pop of color. Um you could add like some dried cranberries. Um an autumn harvest salad. So it's got um squash in there. I, delicata is a, I think an underused squash. Um and then pomegranate, which is do your kids like pomegranate?
0: They do. Yep. My kids will tear
1: it up. Um yeah. And they are coming into season here. So start looking for them. You know, hopefully they get down to like a dollar ish a piece. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. those little bursts of flavor and antioxidants, okay. they're so colorful. And yeah, they just really kind of give the wow factor to. Um, and just give them to your kids. Like that's one yeah. of
0: those things where just put it in their lunchbox. Sometimes my kids won't eat something if I give it to them and like I'm sitting and staring at them. But I'll put it in their lunchbox. And when I'm not around, they'll try it. And then they'll either come back and say, What was that? Or uh-huh. hmm, I like that. You know, pack it again. Or they won't say anything and I'll just pack it again, you know? Just it's one of those things that you might be hesitant to give your kids because because you might assume they won't like it, but don't ever assume. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Totally. Uh
1: one last one is a kale salad that you um it it uses a salt massage. Um I I think that, I think this is the right recipe. Have you ever done this? I think I asked you this, but you use like a coarse salt and you massage the salt into the leaves. And it, I always thought like, oh, well the salt's going to go straight to the bottom and do nothing. No, it actually worked. Like I just, you just use your hands and just kind of start to massage away. Oh my gosh, it turned out great. And then this recipe, I want a salt (laughs) massage. I know. Right. Like, um, it has feta cheese and a whole bunch of goodies in there that it could really double as a uh, an entree i would say good protein got some nuts yeah it's really good
0: and I, and see that's something that i would i would love that and then i would top it with maybe just a couple ounces of yeah. a fish or a poultry yes. or even you know a steak that's where my mind goes mm-hmm. like i said i always prefer meat um, but that would be my sort of garnish on the on top some meat mm-hmm. or you could do some sauteed um or a uh, Baked tofu or tempeh, I think that's probably the only thing that would go really well on that. I was thinking beans, but, or lentils. You could add lentils to that salad, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah chickpeas,
1: uh, cannellini beans. I don't know why I always think of cannellini beans as being more, like, bougie. I don't know if they are, but to me, they're, well, just, they're just a they're bit versatile. more delicate than, like, a garbanzo or chickpea. Mm-hmm. To me, that, the texture is a little, like, I got to be in the mood for it a little bit, but yeah, I feel like cannellini beans are very mild, and that yes. softer texture they can just go in things easier. Yeah, that may not be fair. I, I would but. agree with you.
0: All right, so you? for me, from your cookbook, your blue cheese Brussels sprouts. Yeah, so good. Kind of I talked speak. about the importance <laughs> of having some type of like umami flavor on Brussels sprouts, whether it's bacon or blue cheese. Of course, if you do follow a plant based diet you don't have to add the blue cheese. I mean, Brussels sprouts are delicious on their own, especially with some type of a balsamic vinegar on top, in my opinion, salt, pepper. Uh, I also found, and I put the link in our show notes, this butternut squash, kale, wild rice, pumpkin seed salad, which I feel like I've made in the past something very similar, but I I did print this out for the fall. I haven't made it yet, this exact recipe. This one actually called for goat cheese, but I don't think it's necessary. In fact, I won't be adding goat cheese because unfortunately... Nick won't eat goat cheese, which, oh man, I love goat cheese. Crazy oh, man. So good. I know, I know. And then I know this is kind of boring, but I just really like a, simply a baked sweet potato. And I think you mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I just, a, a baked sweet potato as a side with either butter or, you know, um, brown sugar or cinnamon. Maple syrup. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to go sweet versus savory, although it could easily just be salt and pepper too. I mean, I, it's a very versatile in my opinion. So yeah, I didn't have a whole lot there, but you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I, I, th- I, I don't, I'm not really a big side person. Really the only time I make a side is when I'm going to someone's house or going to, mm-hmm. you know, a dinner party. Yeah. Or, you know, Thanksgiving. I'm not really a big,
1: yeah, I'm not a side person, but... It's too much to manage. You can't work all day, come home, and have three things
0: going in the kitchen when your kids are like, Mommy,
1: Mommy. Like, I need one yeah. recipe. I need one thing, entree, entree, one thing to do. Zero yes.
0: yes. You can get a drink with it. You can have a dessert afterwards, <laughs> but there's no sides, honey.
1: Sorry. <laughs> you may open up that can of green beans. That's going to do us tonight.
0: There you go. That's my kind of side for sure. Or, you know, frozen edamame. That's a big one in our house. Oh, yeah. All the time. All right. It's frozen that we obviously cook. All right, top three fall, winter, cold weather snacks, um, or other like, oh, we're doing products later. So snacks. What about snacks? Okay, I did snacks slash breakfast because okay.
1: I think it's worth mentioning. Um, one of my favorite go tos this time of year is a slow cooker pumpkin pie steel cut oat. To me, steel cut oats. If you have never made steel cut oats in the crock pot, you are missing out. One cup of steel cut oats. Four cups of milk, and I always use unsweetened almond milk just to cut down on calories, carbs, sugar, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah. um, so so good, and it, you incorporate a little bit of sugar, a little bit of uh, pureed pumpkin. You can do pumpkin pie spice, vanilla. You just rock and roll. The recipe's on there. Uh, pumpkin oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. So, yeah. enough said. I mean, really, doesn't need any more explanation there. Uh, a pumpkin maple loaf, which is just so fall it's just yeah. so perfectly fall. Um, if you're looking for something that's a bit more hmm, mature, perhaps of a palette, they are, their no bake pomegranate dark chocolate bites and you make them in a, like a, uh, muffin tin. Okay. So good. Um, but basically it's just melted dark chocolate and pomegranates and you refrigerate them until they solidify. So good. Uh, and then pumpkin spice baked oatmeal with cranberry. So again, I could say I would say that it could even double as like a snack. um, but it's just it almost comes out in like a little bar, but it's a baked
0: oatmeal Yum. And you know, just looking at most of these recipes or at least the first one, the slow cooker, pumpkin pie, silk cut oats. If you are following a plant-based diet and you're looking for ways to get more protein instead of using almond milk, you could use soy milk because mm-hmm. uh, I know that soy has the most protein out of all of the milk alternatives. It's really the, the only one that actually has a good amount of protein at all, unfortunately. Yep. Um, I don't think that, I you know, rice milk doesn't, cashew milk might have some, um, but I'm always floored mm-hmm. that that almond milk only has like what? Like negative one, one gram. <laughs> negative one.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll add to this list too, um, pumpkin seeds. We made a sweet and salty pumpkin seed. They turned out really, really, really good. So I'll add that before I forget.
0: That's my mom win today, actually. So. Oh, yeah. I won't take that No, no, no. It's fine. My Ours was um, very, very savory. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Actually, almost too savory. I think I added a little bit too much salt, but they're delicious. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I haven't done mine yet. Uh, fall smoothies. I recently made, I get just the silken tofu and I'll make a smoothie with pumpkin pie spice, nutmeg, cinnamon, uh, and maybe I'll even add some berries, some pumpkin. I just kind of go to town, but I always... you know, especially if I'm trying to add more protein, I I will add like a silken tofu or a Greek yogurt. I feel like they're very, very similar in texture and taste, honestly, in a smoothie. Uh, But I did that recently. It was delicious with some ice as well. Pumpkin raisin chia bites. This is from Mm, uh, maybe, yeah, pumpkin raisin chia oatmeal energy balls. (laughs) I like the word bites better. Um, This is from (laughs) Fit Mama. Fit Mama Real Food. I'll put the, obviously, link in our show notes. But they're very easy. And are they no-bake. It's been a while since I've made these. I think they are no-bake. Yes, they are like Heather Almond butter balls or bites a lot, and they're usually no-bake. Yes, yes. Uh, so pumpkin puree, maple syrup, rolled oats, which, again, and I guess you couldn't do a seal-cut that. The rolled oats would be, would be best for that. Chia seed, coconut flour. I did not use coconut flour. I used oat flour, uh, which is, they're both gluten-free. You don't need the coconut flour if you don't have it around, Uh, cinnamon, sea salt, very delicious. And then quinoa, apple, cinnamon, breakfast bake. I was the only one in my house to eat this, I will say, Mm -hmm. but it was delicious, I thought. Quinoa, apples, cinnamon. I think there were some eggs in there. Uh, I'm sure, maybe I'm not sure, but I would think you could probably figure out a way to make it without eggs you know using either like a chia and water mixture it's worth trying if you don't eat eggs um but i think there was also a little bit of milk in there but i enjoyed that for several days and then added a little bit of greek yogurt on top and even put a little bit of maple syrup on top and i was good to go so very so we we like our our warm cold weather vegetarian breakfasts clearly Mm mm-hmm so, would you say the one day a week generally that you don't have a vegetarian breakfast is on the weekends? Do you have like a, a breakfast meat?
1: Yeah, it, usually like once a month. To, I have like I have two things that I always get at work, and it just so happens. Usually, just it it's not planned at all, but it's usually once a week or once a month. I'm sorry. Is I'll get a breakfast sandwich, which is which is more or less like it's a sausage patty, an egg patty, and a piece of cheese on an English muffin. Like whenever I I. Sometimes I just forget breakfast. I don't know how that happens, but um, <laughs> I don't I do. either. Um, so I'll do that at work once in a while. And then they have uh, rice crispy treats made with brown butter. And I'll get like one of those once a month. <laughs> those are the only two things that I consistently buy at work. I just don't buy food. I, I take all my food. Um, where Wait, was where was the, I going with
0: this? Um, I don't know. Oh, the meat for, for breakfast oh, once a week? Oh,
1: yeah. So I would, I would have meat that day. But otherwise, yeah, maybe
0: like if we went out for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always got to get bacon when we go out for breakfast. Oh, gosh.
1: Or if we're at home, I would have like a chicken sausage, like um, Link from Aldi or the alfresco brand, like maybe once or twice a month.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. My kids love sausage. Love it. But like they also will eat the morning sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I know. All right. So top three or whatever, fall, winter, uh, vegan or vegetarian products. My
1: answer is so pathetic, so it I'm is. Not, I'm not, I, okay, well, a of all, I live in middle America where we have nothing. um, we don't have like all the cool stuff that like a major city like Columbus has. so I okay, vegan crumbles, I feel like they're very versatile. Chili this time of year, you know, I'm a chili freak. um yeah. so no problem. Love those, like in in whatever kind of recipes. Morningstar Farms, Boca, tons more to the market now. So I need to experiment more with those. Uh, but I would say tofu added to soups is, I mean, just tofu. I just love, and I'll usually buy, buy extra firm tofu. Um, and then two of honorable mention, I would say, are just cheese. Like cheese is a good source of protein. And I don't think people give it enough credit but I think that that's a good option. I mean, obviously not for vegans, but um, if you're vegetarian and then also beans, I know not original at all, but I'm not a
0: big, I'm not a, I
1: know I'm not like a product. product. I don't even know that my store has tempeh. Seriously.
0: what? Get out.
1: Gina, you, if you went to our grocery store, you'd be like, you're kidding me.
0: <laughs> like when we do yeah. our taste
1: tests and you send me all these products, I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't think I have that within a 45 mile radius of my house.
0: It's all right. You are forgiven. I will say as far as a vegan cheese, my favorite vegan cheese is the Follow Your Heart brand. And they have like everything from Gouda to Pepper Jack to they have it all. Like if You name a type of cheese and they will have it in, a, in its plant-based form. It is so delicious. And then someone also recommended because mm-hmm. we reached out about favorite vegan or vegetarian products. Actually, a couple people mentioned Kite Hill products, which I have heard of and never tried They actually have a plant-based ricotta, which would be lovely this time of year. I make a lot of lasagna. So I'll have to try that out. Uh, They also have plant-based sour cream, cream cheese, butters, and more. So that might be something worth trying, Kite Hill. I also really like the Tasty Bite products. They are heat-in-microwave Indian dishes. It just comes in a pouch, and then you just kind of open it a little bit and then put it in the microwave. And I love Indian food. And it comes in a wide variety of different types of, of entrees or side dishes. And it's just full of flavor and simple. Wait, time out. Are those frozen? Yes. No, I'm sorry. Good good question. They are not frozen. They are in the uh like in the middle of the grocery store on the on the shelves, um, shelf stable. Hmm. Yeah. When they're you in the near yellow. So for us, they're in our like um ethnic food aisle. Exactly. Yes, okay. Around the world. Yep. Around the world. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> but okay. you know, it's going to be around. You know, there's the 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 salsa and all the different mm-hmm. you know there's mm-hmm. food. Yeah, you know, the ethnic foods, exactly. Um, and then also gardein. I love the gardein vegan meatballs. It's I like them so much. I almost prefer them to regular meatballs. They are just delicious. Mm. Uh, I love Morningstar Black Bean Burgers, a simple black bean burger. I've also grown to love the Impossible or Beyond Burger. We get them often at our house and use them in place of burgers or for tacos or for lasagna or even stuffed peppers. And my kids will eat them. They do also love them. I prefer, in a way, the Beyond Burger because... Not that I'm against soy, as we've talked about in several episodes, it is soy-free. I think I it, wherever I can reduce my soy, since I do generally con, uh, consume soy meat uh, product replacement or meat replacements. Most of the meat replacements I like con- contain some type of a soy, like a processed soy. So if I can choose one that doesn't, I will generally pick that. If it does have it and I like it, I will still eat that. But if I have the choice i will choose the one that doesn't have the soy and actually i prefer the taste of the beyond burger more than the impossible burger so that's also a plus Hmm. um and that's really it yeah i forgot about morning star farms uh veggie corn dogs they're so
1: good i don't really think of those as fall winter i think that's where i got like caught up a little bit
0: i know i know i just kind of went i just went and threw all of them in there anything hot really but you know what? Also, the morning star, something else I craved. I don't know what was wrong with me when I was pregnant, but I craved I would crave tofu, beans, and then also <laughs> I craved the um boca <laughs> vegetarian hot dogs, not the not the like corn dogs. I'm talking like the hot dogs. I would buy those things. Nick thought I was crazy. They're, but they are good. They're good. They taste like I hot dog. I wanted lunch
1: meat and I did not that want that stuff microwaved. I was like, give, I
0: just want the lunch meat
1: and just Subway all the time. And I do not like Subway. <laughs> so weird. Pregnancy yeah, weird is weird. Crave.
0: But yeah. But yeah, I, I create veggie dogs. Like what the heck is wrong? But again, I, I do really enjoy the veggie dogs. They're good. <laughs> That's how I knew All I was right. pregnant with
1: Piper. I was driving down the highway and I was like four days away from taking a pregnancy test and I saw a sign for Subway like on the billboard or whatever and I was like, oh my God. I like overwhelmed with like must have and I was like, I'm so knocked Elevated.
0: up. <laughs> Subway, yes. eat fresh. So Subway. <laughs> All right. It's getting okay. late, Gina. It's getting late. You know, my kids still aren't home. My uh, My dad and his wife picked them up for some Halloween event. And she said they'd be back by between 6.30 and 7. It's 7.30 currently and they're still not home. <laughs> I'm getting a little anxious. All you right, need to cause... get off the podcast so you can enjoy and go enjoy like 10 minutes apiece. Oh, no, this, I, I trust me, I, they've, they've been gone. I mean, they picked them up from school. I mean, it, it was great. I read some of my book. I practiced the piano. Oh, this was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> to go watch The Bachelorette. All right. Mom wins favorite new products. Nicole, what do you got?
1: Okay, so I'm switching. So I'll talk about this pasta at some point. But okay, kombucha from Aldi. They have a pumpkin oh. chai. Love mm. oh, S- So good. Okay, so it's a little high in sugar. Worth it. I was going to ask you. How much Worth sugar? Worth it. 16 or 17 grams of added sugar. And how much?
0: Oh, like the whole bottle. Yeah. Is it like a large 16-ounce mm-hmm. bottle? That's not terrible. I would eat that. I would drink that. So, and it, oh
1: my gosh, Gina. I was
0: at work like...
1: Just loving every, like life for a minute. I was like, "This is good," because it, it, it's not overwhelmingly pumpkin, but ooh, it is so good. They also have a pear, so this is like their seasonal. Actually, I took a picture on my phone. Let me pull it up really quick. Um,
0: now, was it che- was it cheaper than than most? Yes. Okay, it's Vital
1: Life Organic Kombucha Pumpkin Chai Kombucha Kombucha. Um. I wanna say it's about two twenty nine for sixteen ounces. Yum. And unlike you, I drink the whole bottle. I don't <laughs> drink kombucha every day. I drink it like two or three days a week. Um that's I like try my little pick me up in at work. Oh uh, yeah, no, I I get a little I get
0: a little fuzzy for for that's a couple of minutes. Said. I know. <laughs> um anyway. We know why you like your, your kombucha. Yeah. All right. So i I feel two like things. a rebel if I drink it at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh blender muffins. Uh, this mm. is a recipe from running with spoons, uh banana, oat, Greek yogurt muffins. And I think I added chocolate chips because I add chocolate chips to anything that doesn't call for chocolate chips. <laughs> and if you're vegan, you can just add, well, I guess you wouldn't, you can make this, for, you can make it vegan. You don't have to use Greek yogurt. You could use a, a vegan uh, plant-based yogurt, and then you could use just um, a dark chocolate chip, but they were really, really good. And my kids devoured them and they were simple. And then today I made, savory toasted pumpkin seeds and it called for butter, Worcestershire sauce Mm -hmm. and salt. And they were so good. I mean, I had to stop myself from continuing, like not because Mm -hmm. I cared about the calories. I was afraid like I was going to get an upset stomach, honestly. I mean, I just could not stop eating them. They're so good. So I'm trying to ration them a bit. Worcestershire
1: is like the most underused ingredient ever. So good.
0: It is. A little goes a long way and it is, it's good. It's good. So we got a review from Healthier Emma. It says, subscribe. Love listening to this podcast. Perfect mix between talking with a friend and receiving thorough, educated information. I get so much practical advice, which makes me feel really empowered to make healthy choices. Thank you, Gina and Nicole. Thank Mm. you, Emma. That was very sweet. So sweet. All right. Coming up on November 15th, we will be dishing about PCOS and fertility with specialist and dietitian Sam Abbott. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitian's Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitian'sdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right. Until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole will talk to you soon. Take care, Tina. Bye bye. thank you for listening for the podcast bye-bye